0: From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 8. It will be on the screen, but there are also Bibles on the tables if you prefer. I'm not sure I can click and read at the same time, we'll see. (laughs) So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 8. It's on page 1198 of the Pew Bibles. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So before I read the next section, just want to look over those words again. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who work hard amongst you, who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you, Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to clear a little bit of space here. Part of the idea for this, the theme of this service comes from uh, a radio program that I know Mike is a fan of um, and I'm a fan of, called Soul Music. Has anyone else heard of it? Uh, It's a Radio 4 program, of course, and uh, they take one song at a time and they get lots of different people to share what this particular song means to them. And for different people it can mean something totally different. And they interweave all their different testimonies about this song with different versions of the song that they play throughout the program as well. It's a fantastic program. I recommend that you, you uh, listen to it. We're gonna to think tonight about the power of stories. Yes, we've got songs, but even deeper than that go the stories. And I believe in the power of stories. They have the power to awaken an imagination, to arouse our senses, to connect with our emotions. We know that because of the multi-billion dollar film industry and the Oscars. But I believe even more in the power of a true story, something founded upon truth. The Bible, God's story of creation, fall and redemption is the greatest story ever told. But God's story isn't finished yet. Every day, new characters are born. I know that the Vickery family are waiting for a, a new character in the story to be born very soon. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, there's, there's a definite one, yeah. Poor Chloe's been waiting, hasn't she? And uh, they're, they're going to force it out now. New characters come. We had baptisms last Sunday. I was sorry to miss those of little Ewan and Emily starting their journey, their story with God. But also, every morning, a new chapter begins in your story. And that is also part of God's story, because we are part of it with him. So I believe in stories, I believe in the power of true stories, but I most of all believe in the power of our story. That's our story here, that the people who are gathered here today, the family that Sean gave thanks for earlier, the family that Julian um, was able to share testimony of. Sometimes we hear about those stories together through testimony and testimony might sound like a a word that only people who are trained can do but it's really just describing what God is doing in our lives. It's so powerful because it brings things that are abstract into a practical reality before our very eyes. Chris told me a story of how he came to faith. That's my Chris. He said that He went to a youth group talk and someone at his school who used to bully him had come to faith and completely changed. And as he listened to this guy talking, he thought, if God can do that for David, he can do it for me. And that may be a testimony that rings true for you. If God can do that for so-and-so, then he can do it for me. Yes, we can be spoken to directly through the Bible and the stories and testimonies of the people who lived long ago. But most of us, we need something a bit more tangible. We need things, what is it, and we need God with skin on. We need people around us who can help us to respond to God. And we would love to hear more stories here. More stories from more voices, more different people, and more often Stories of faith tested and God winning through for us, of course, but also unfinished stories of faith being tested right now and no sign of God doing anything. Stories like Julian's story of joy in the sorrow, even when the sorrow isn't healed. You know, Stacey Hanslip, who would normally be here, has been very ill for a few months now and he's in terrible pain. And he's been posting on Facebook today. He says today, I can't write very much, but God bless you all. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Something simple and small and honest. And I know that there are other things he's written. I couldn't find them today when I looked, but I know he's written things about how, even though he's in terrible pain all the time, he knows that God is with him and he's still rejoicing in the Lord, which is an incredibly powerful testimony. If the only stories that we heard were of the final victory and the things that have turned out well, as we want them to, then it can have the opposite effect, can't it? Instead of encouraging us, it can just make us feel there must be something wrong with us. So we want stories of victory, but also stories where that victory hasn't yet come. And if we look back at that reading in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says that we're called to encourage one another and build we each other up in verse 11. And what better way of doing that than to share our story together and to sing together. To encourage the disheartened, it says in verse 14. To help each other rejoice and give thanks in all circumstances. Verse 18. Your story doesn't have to be long. doesn't have to be dramatic. doesn't have to have a happy ending. It just needs to be true. Uh, we once had a, a friend who was learning to be a, a minister and uh, Chris was looking at his sermons and he was, you know, talking through them before he gave them and he said to the guy, oh, that story's very interesting about that time when you, you know, you got lost and your father found you and whatever, you know, tell me a bit more about it. And, and the guy said, well, well, I can't really because I made it up. <laughs> um, and uh, it was really hard to explain to him that it's okay to have stories that aren't true in your sermon and it's okay to have stories that are true in your sermon but you can't present a story you've made up as your testimony. (laughs) Um, so, So, yeah, we'd like true stories, please. And when we think of stories, tonight's songs, even the ones you've heard so far, help you to see how often it's a song that can unlock a memory or unlock a story within us, and that's what tonight's all about, music for the soul. So I wonder what songs have touched you and helped you in your faith, Maybe you're sitting here now thinking, oh, I wish you'd asked me. I can think of something now. Oh, I wish I could have given something. Maybe we can have a, a sequel. Maybe someone else's story has inspired you because all of these songs, they didn't just get written out of nothing. They came out of people's personal experiences. They used scripture, but they were inspired by someone connecting with God and connecting with music. So when we sing a song like that Matt Redman song, we're connecting with the story that Beth and Matt Redman had um, when they were going through the difficulty of not being able to have children, and that's when they wrote that song. And also around that time, I think it was um, 9-11, around the same time. So we're connecting with their story as we sing it, but then it can become our story as well, as as Julian has proved, and I've heard many other people give testimonies about that song as well. So layer upon layer of meaning um, is added. No no wonder some of them bring us to tears, because... You know, every time you sing those songs, you can picture the people you've sung them with before, the places that you've been, the stories, of, the times you remember singing it in difficult times. And this morning, Sarah Shears, who was playing the keyboard, she wrote uh, some words to a song. She got given a, a song in the night, and uh, she wants to ask, can God not give her songs in the night because she's really, really tired at the moment because she's working very hard. She's finding it difficult to sleep and uh, she really needs her sleep, but it's the way that God seems to communicate with her. And I was looking at the lovely words that she'd written to a familiar tune and I was thinking, well, they're not so very different from words of other songs. They're not startlingly new, but they are because they're her story and that's what God has given her to sing. And she's... Been brave enough to share it with us because she believes that God has given it to her, not just for herself, but for all of us. And so we sang those words this morning. And having the powerful testimony of somebody else saying, "This is what God has given me to share with you," is amazing, isn't it? So we really want to encourage lots of songwriting here. We're trying to think of ways of doing that at the moment because we have a few people who write songs already. There may be more. You may be one of them. And um, so. Don't be afraid to write down what God is saying to you. So it takes a bit of courage to come and share your story if you're not used to it, but practice makes perfect, of course, and also preparation. So next time you're aware of God doing something in your life or teaching you something about yourself or about him, or you've been reminded of something that you learned before and forgotten, why not write it down? Keep a notebook or a journal. Jot these things down. So that the next time we say, oh, anybody got a story to share? You'll be, oh, yeah, I've got one. Um, and also, you know, if your colleagues say to you, what's it, what's it about being a Christian? What does it mean to you? You'll, you'll be able to remember things you've written. People say, how did you get through that time when something rather happened? And you'll be able to say, ah, oh, because of this. And you'll, you'll be able to remember it. And, of course, you can reread your journals and, re- and encourage yourself if you're going through a hard time As you look back and see how God was faithful in the past. So let's enjoy more stories from the soul and stories from the heart, both tonight and in the future. Let's just have a moment of quiet. Heavenly Father, thank you for your story, the greatest story ever told, the greatest true story. Spans thousands of years, millions of people, intricate details of one person's life and great broad sweeps of history Thank you for all that we learn about you through your story. Thank you, Lord, for our story. Our story is unique. There's never been anyone like you and there never will be ever again. Your part of the story is completely specific and unlike anyone else's. Lord, rather than wishing we were someone else or somewhere else or at a different time in a different situation. We thank you, Lord, that we are, at this moment, exactly where you want us to be. As we continue tonight, I pray that you would teach us what you want to about ourselves, about you, about your world, and the way that you work in your world. that our hearts might be fertile soil for all that you want to plant in us in jesus name amen